Welcome back to the Have Not Room. I'm joined here by Brian, and it's been a minute. Uh, yes. We had a bunch of scheduling snafus this season so far, mm-hmm. but we're back. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to, I guess, briefly recap weeks four and five, probably, and then dig a little bit into week six here, uh, which is like uh, we're wrapping up in the next 24 hours. Uh, maybe preview a little bit of uh, this twist that Julie kind of has teased for us. And what mm-hmm. that might mean for the game going forward, mm-hmm. and kind of you know have a little bit of a reset. Uh, so what, what do you think? What is what's on your mind here, Brian? We got we got oh, like two gosh. and a half weeks to talk about here. So what's the first thing you want to get into? Yeah. So this is gonna be a, a jam packed show. We got uh, floaty pool uh, sex. We got uh-huh. potential race wars. We have um, only in mind. Only in Kyle's mind, yeah. Luckily, not in anyone else's, just just one player. Um, and we have, you know, Jasmine. Uh, every every week we have a different gate between her and Turner. Um, gosh, there's just so much. Oh, we have controversy on a twist with involving Sid Vicious. Uh, there's just a lot, Ben. I don't even know where to start. Um, well, I guess we can, uh, you know, I, we don't have to spend too much time on Nicole and Daniel, but yeah. we can like, I guess, briefly I guess, say, yeah. Let's, you know, yeah, it, go ahead. Yeah. You know, I, we, we gotta at least talk a little bit about Daniel just cause he was your winner pick. Um, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm um, mm-hmm. so we've, it's, it's been a rough, uh, couple of weeks for our show and for our winner picks and, Michael, I won the draft, but who knows uh, what's going to play out. Like, it it just wasn't uh, the show season, I feel like. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that this was a kind of a unique season, and a lot of the players, well, I think I think a lot of people pegged Michael as doing well early yeah. on in, yeah. the, in the preseason. But I think, like, a lot of the players that are doing well right now are not people that uh a lot of people had kind of an eye on mm-hmm. in the preseason like right. i don't think that i don't think a lot of people would have pegged turner as probably one of the more likely winners at this point <laughs> no I, I i'm trying to like think back i don't think i saw anybody who's high on turner like when the cast first came out mm-hmm. i think the well <laughs> there was the one thing where his sister uh tried to cancel him and got canceled herself um mm-hmm. on twitter and then you know, he's very well known for speaking out about the toxic work environment around Mr. Beast's videos, which, uh, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm, listen, with how much content they pump out on those channels, I don't doubt it was a little uh, not great uh, of a work environment. But, uh, yeah, he was not popular from that. But uh, I think, you know... Maybe one of the biggest turnarounds from preseason to in season I've ever seen. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think that like, you know, if we do end up here with a Turner win at the end of the season, I think mm-hmm. we have to look back at his week three HOH as potentially like one of the most uh like pivotal HOH weeks for a winner, like in the history of the game, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Just in no, terms of turnaround for him. For sure. Yeah, it's very, very rare for a, a player to turn around that much 
by utilizing an HOH, usually winners uh, are pretty, like, historically for the last, you know, decade or so, winners have been, like, relatively dominant throughout the season, mm -hmm. and they just kind of utilize HOHs as, like, a uh, like a continuation bet for their existing strategy. Mm -hmm. It's very rare that we get a player who is, like, very on the outs, and then they win HOH, and they're able to actually utilize that to put themselves into a really good position, and mm -hmm. then potentially ride that into an actual victory. Uh, yeah, so, it was pretty yeah. much like, you know, a week one HOH, but in week mm -hmm. three, it was very impressive. And like you said, not something we see very often, you know, Xavier last season was in on every alliance. I feel like, yeah. like every permutation of every single alliance that came up included him and he was right there from wire to wire on, on the game. But uh, yeah, yeah, well, I guess we'll see. I mean, there's quite a lot of work to be done, but he seems to be in a decent spot. I don't see anybody coming after him. Maybe this twist might screw yeah. him, but we'll have to see. Yeah, we can get into that when we get through, like, kind of previewing the twist, because I definitely think at least one person, but it's going to be a double eviction mm -hmm. um, uh, next week. I think at least one of the two people uh, will probably be uh, twist screwed in, in, you know, whatever capacity that's defined yeah. as. Um so yeah, it could be could be Turner. I think that more likely it would probably be Joseph if we're oh, gonna look right. at somebody who's going to get twist screwed. Uh, at least from my, what I would predict. But um, but yeah, very good, uh, very impressive. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, you know. Do you have anything to say about uh, Nicole and Daniel? Or you just want to kind of breeze through this. I mean, it just sucks that it became like a very negative situation they both seem to be very like i don't know I, is it is it trite to say that they seemed mean i don't know but it seemed like there was a there was a mean streak in both of them and that ultimately uh contributed heavily to their undoing is that fair to say yeah and i think that you know we kind of see in some of the post-game press the description of the treatment of taylor as like gameplay but this is kind of a, an argument that I, you know, tried to, you know, beat down before. Uh, I think the last time that we recorded uh, mm -hmm. at this point is like a year ago. Um, <laughs> and in saying that their treatment of Taylor was actually directly responsible for the fact that they're both going out pre-jury here. So if it was gameplay, it was really, really stupid gameplay and bad yeah. gameplay. Uh, but, you know, we are able to see enough to know that it wasn't it was just personal yeah i mean, just because it happened in the game doesn't mean yeah. it was gameplay yeah um yeah there's 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 like i mean you could feel like oh everything that happens is gameplay because you're always playing the game yeah. but there are certain actions that people take deliberately for gameplay motivations as opposed to actions that they're just so happening to take within the confines of the game that have gameplay repercussions. And I think those are important distinctions to draw. Yeah. Also, um, D Daniel's fascination with Paloma got, it got weird, right? Mm -hmm. It got really weird. How long was Paloma in the house for Ben? Uh, like five days, five days. Six days. And were they particularly close? Like, uh, no, nope. yeah, I didn't think so. So the fact that he was like, being like, this is all for you, Paloma. I can't wait to hang out. 
I don't know how Paloma was feeling about that, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, Paloma made a six-person alliance and then swapped one of those people out and then swapped another one of those people out. And in none of those permutations was Daniel ever involved. So yeah. within Paloma's mind, he was not even in the top half of the, the house that she wanted to align with. Yeah. Uh, so very interesting uh, to, you know, uh, to think about that, but it's all right. <laughs> it's a tough scene. That's just yeah. how it is. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like preseason we had a lot of hope for Daniel. Obviously, you picked him as a winner pick, and then he just he didn't live up to it. And I feel kind of bad because he. I don't know if I do feel bad. It is ironic that like he had such, and this probably happens to a lot of people where everyone views themselves as, like, the protagonist and, like, the good guy. And, like, being like, oh, this game's so boring if you vote me off, all this stuff. And it's just like, man, no. That is not the feeling that the viewers have at all. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a, a fan poll that was ran uh, for, like, um, you know, uh, are you uh, happy that Nicole and Daniel are voted out? in like semi boring weeks back to back here. I think it was 99% of the respondents said yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think the audience is uh, particularly uh, miffed by this like quote unquote boring gameplay that Daniel is, uh, is so up in his head about. Yeah. Yep. Um, Taylor's goodbye message was very good. Uh -huh. um, Michael's was fun. You know, the idiot sandwich callback, always good. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, and so I guess that's really all I have to say about them. Um, it yeah. is crazy because I did at probably the second week of the season, I was like, Nicole's definitely in the best spot in this house. Like, mm -hmm. she's going to probably roll very far into this game, and then nope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nicole got invited into the post-pack alliance for, like, legitimately no good logical reason. Uh, and... That should have been really good. Uh, I mean, do what? What do you think is ultimately the downfall? Is it? Uh, are, are we going to attribute the majority of the blame to Alyssa? Uh, I think that's the most like direct line of the uh, downfall of post pack mm -hmm. and kind of the buildup of the leftovers here, uh, with her kind of being drunk and horny and spilling all of her game secrets to Kyle in the shower. Yeah. Um, that, that, I mean, definitely was the biggest part. Um, ironically, like we wouldn't have thought it at the time, but getting rid of Pooch almost made Joseph and Turner like wake up a little bit. Yep, 100%. And it's like, Oh wow. Um, shit. There's, there's a lot happening that we're not a <laughs> part of. So I think that contributed to it as well. Um, Michael and Brittany being willing to kind of flip the game. And uh, Turner being, like, willing to kind of put his neck on the line and be, like, the the one making the, the shift with his moves. Because it is really easy to just go with the house. We've seen it a bunch of times um, to just be like, oh, status quo, we're not going to do anything. So it's just, like, a bunch of different things coming in. Um, and, I mean... It worked out, I think, from a viewing perspective. I think we greatly prefer it. Now, of course, we're entering a whole new stage of controversy within everything. But for a brief moment, we had it all. Yeah, and the leftovers are also, like, you know, warring and falling apart, as is expected. Because, I mean, look, yeah. 
they when you get an alliance like th this actually hasn't happened recently on big brother us which is surprising where you have like the committee kind of getting it down to the final seven with enzo was like a add-on to them and you have the cookout making it to the final six so it hasn't been like that common in the last few seasons at the very least um but uh you kind of expect a dominant alliance like this to kind of start to fall apart and have a civil war once there's enough, like, kind of, of the bigger targets outside of the alliance that are out, and you have people who are left, like like Jasmine and Terrence, who are essentially non-threats. Um, yeah. so Terrence is essentially, like, on a cruise this summer. Uh, it just yeah. happens to be taking place in the Big Brother house. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I just, uh, I've I've said Jasmine's and Terrence's name now probably more than I expected to on this podcast, despite the fact that we're talking about a three week period. Yeah. Um, hey, if only yeah. Jasmine didn't hurt her ankle, she could have been a real comp piece, you know. That uh, that's really what robbed her. I feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. Uh, she would have she would have been up on the wall for seven minutes instead of five. I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna make fun of people for that because I know I would last uh, sure. not long on one of those walls. I would actually probably try to get off before they start spraying stuff on mm -hmm. people, being like, I'm not gonna win this. I'm also not gonna get slimed. Um, I mean, I would stay up just because. Sometimes they'll do like the first three off or have nots or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I would not want to yeah, do that. That's true. That's um, true. They didn't, but they could have. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I guess let's, uh, you know, we say goodbye to Nicole and Daniel. We're kind of jumping all over the place here because there's fine. so much to cover. We, yeah, we, don't really have a, we don't really have a path forward here. Uh, we say goodbye uh, to Nicole and Daniel. Daniel does not take responsibility for backdooring Nicole, even though he did mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. he'd do that. Uh, and we I move saw on. That great meme someone decided. Yeah. It was a great okay. meme someone photoshopped Daniel's face on a Kayser's body, being like, I ended my partner, or I sealed my partner's fate. Mm. <laughs> I just thought that was great. Yeah, no, that's, uh, <laughs> it's like the, uh, like the kind of a combination of that, like the Spider Man meme, or like the, <laughs> or like the, um, the uh um what's it called the um the eric andre show meme where he's like oh shooting. it's hannibal yeah yeah he's shooting hannibal hannibal yeah yeah that was, i mean really yeah that's yeah it, it's it's embarrassing good... i guess at least he can like tell himself that kyle probably would have used the veto anyways so it wasn't a hundred percent him but it is a lot funnier that they let him be the one to make the call yeah i think that it um the whole situation very interesting because uh kyle last week and then also now kyle this week uh is is very much like tacitly kind of protecting Alyssa mm -hmm. uh, for obvious reasons but like kind of being with the leftovers, like, no, I just, you know, I, my hands are kind of tied guys. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? You know, okay. I can't, I can't let, you know, I, I can't vote out Alyssa now. She'll get voted out, you know, eventually. Um, so it is, it is an interesting dichotomy that carries over two weeks in a row with, uh, with uh, Kyle kind of winning both of those vetoes. So. 
Yeah. What did it? Well, I think it would have been better for Kyle's game, but would have been better for the leftovers at large to have kind of pushed to have Alyssa out pre-jury. Um, I don't think they expected this to develop into what it has. Mm. Um, I think that I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of a double-edged sword here, right? Because I think it depends on whether you think Kyle having Alyssa around legitimately gives him enough power to do something with that power or like it's just creating more of a target to make Kyle and Alyssa uh, like people who the leftovers are going to turn on as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that some of the calculus was done by people like Michael to be like, yeah, I mean, it's probably uh, better to keep that around as like a, a shield uh, like, you know, Daniel kind of pitched to Michael, like, you keep me around as a shield. Uh, and Michael was like, well, I was thinking about keeping him around as a shield. But now that he's, like, self-aware that I would be keeping him around as a shield, mm-hmm. it's probably not correct to do that because that means that he's, like, smart enough to kind of, like, you know, to do that, uh, mm-hmm. to, like, make that play. Uh, whereas if I keep around Kyle and Alyssa as a shield, they're just going to kind of implicitly be that. And I can still work with Kyle down the road if need be so yeah yeah i I, it's it's hard because like most of the leftovers definitely have their own agenda but it's not really it's not really clear like i i couldn't really tell you what monty's agenda really is i couldn't really tell you what taylor's agenda really is uh even through her hoh week that we're going to talk about i don't super know what she wants Mm -hmm. out of it it was kind of a mess yeah, it, it wasn't kind of a mess. It was a it was a mess. It was a big mess. Uh, you know, I love Taylor, but not a great situation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I think that right now, like when you talk about what the leftovers want, my mind immediately goes to what does Michael want, mm-hmm. um, and then like kind of secondarily to like what does Kyle want, or what does Turner want, or maybe what does Joseph want, mm-hmm. uh, and then everyone else is kind of just like riding along. Uh, Brittany, for much of this week, even though Taylor is her final two, had no clue what the fuck was going on. Okay. So it's just it's just bad looks kind of all around from a lot of the players. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to like really dissect this because this is kind of a weird situation where nothing is happening, but everything is happening. And all of the stuff that's currently kind of trickling might not actually matter because of the twist. So I don't even know how to really set this up in like kind of a cogent way. I guess, so Taylor won the HOH. Yes. What initially did Taylor want out of this? Right. So I think that Indy was, I think, always going to be the plan. Mm -hmm. Um uh, Taylor was kind of confusing here because she immediately said that she didn't want to target women. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, and in, in particular, she wanted to not put Jasmine on the block if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, however, there's 11 people left. Seven of them are on the leftovers and three out of the four who aren't in the leftovers are women so if she's going to stick with the alliance, she has to put at least one woman up, right? Um, you know, if she ends up nominating Indy and Terrence here with Indy being the uh, intended target, 
Um, and there kind of becomes this plan, uh, the, this kind of really wacky plan of we're going to try to hide the leftovers by winning the veto, using it on Terrence, and then putting up Joseph, and then just still sending Indy home. Yeah. So I don't know. I still don't understand why. I, I, I don't think that it could be explained to me why and me, like, be able to explain it back to somebody else. Right. Because uh, it makes no sense at all. It's completely yeah. unnecessary. At this point, it's just, like, playing with your food for no reason mm-hmm. type shit that the cookout kind of did last season a little bit with, like, you know, uh, really kind of uh, hyper, you know, messing with the probabilities of, like, 99.5% to 99.9% perfection. Mm-hmm. of how they can run each week and it's like it's just so it's way too cute it's so unnecessary mm. and they, they luckily don't end up doing it but still yeah no i it, it was a tough i think it was on sunday's episode it was kind of a tough look for her because she was like putting all these like caveats on who she would nominate mm-hmm. and it got to the point it was like turner maybe i'll nominate you and you know turner was like Come on, like me of all of our alliance members and the person who like put his neck out for you, like yeah. that's, that's kind of shitty. Luckily, she didn't do that. I don't know if she had like a realization or we had a conversation about that, but like that's the one that stuck out to me. Where it's like Turner, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's. I think that like. This is kind of one of those situations where somebody wins HOH because they want to win a competition. Like, you know, Taylor has basically been, uh, like, kind of clawing her way, trying to, like, claw her way back into relevance in the game for five weeks now, even though she's been in the majority alliance for three weeks. Like, a lot of that's kind of been at arm's length in a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, like, I think she wanted to win HOH just to be like, hey, I'm... I'm like a part of this game, you know, I, I'm making decisions, I'm making moves, like I have to be included in things now. But she didn't really have a plan hmm. or like a motivation or like path that she wanted to take this. And that basically just led to her spitballing ideas all week long to the point where it like kind of collapsed a lot of her relationships and trust with people. Yeah. And it's, it's potentially putting her on a trajectory to be evicted as soon as next week. Um, so it's just not good. Uh, like you can't win HOH and not have a plan, at least kind of like, like a basic structure of how you want the week to go in your mind that you can use as like a guideline for how you want to conduct yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're not a hundred percent sure what you want to do, just throw the cop. Yeah. I mean, look, if Kyle wins this HOH, it's, it's basically the same week. Like Indy's still probably going either way. Like it, there, there's no difference essentially. And Taylor can still play in the next HOH, which is probably going to be easier to win, assuming the twist happens the way I expect it to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be more important because the twist is going to be extremely volatile and random. Obviously, mm-hmm. they don't know that there's going to be this kind of a twist coming up. But still, uh, when you have a potentially easy week and you can throw the HOH to an ally that will most likely protect you... Mm-hmm. It's just generally correct to do that unless you want to make a move, which Taylor did not want to do. So mm. I don't know. I don't really, I understand that, you know, she wants to win because it's important for her to, you know, put her stamp on the game in some way. But there's just, it, it was just not 
super strategically well executed across the board. Yeah. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate considering the season she's had. Yeah. Yeah. It should be a, a high point to win HOH, but kind of fumbled it. And we see, you know, we see this happen a lot in these games. Oh, yeah. If someone gets power and they just don't know how to wield it very well and it blows up in their own face, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so who won the veto? Right now, uh, this is uh, dropping probably immediately after the episode. Let's pretend we watched the episode tonight. Such a good episode. Really great mm-hmm. editing. Just shout out to the production team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, veto competition. Who won? Uh, we walk away. Uh, I referenced it earlier, so if you were paying attention, you would have mm-hmm. caught it. But uh, Kyle is the, yes. uh, the winner of the veto comp. And it was the, uh, the Yankee Swap veto, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we have uh, Taylor and Joseph leave the comp uh, shackled together for 48 hours. Uh, <laughs> Always Terrence, a fun one. Yeah, Terrence uh, got tattoos or something. I heard it was called Ink 182, and he has to do 182 like tattoos. water on yeah, temporary yeah, yeah, tattoos. Yeah, water, yeah. tattoos. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a clip of him from the live feed. He just looked so dejected, just completely covered in them. And it's like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's probably worse than a costume, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, especially because those things, uh, like, you know, when you, when you like, have to actually, you know, like, you either have to leave them on until they naturally come off over, mm. you know, weeks. Or you have to like scrub them off, which yeah. usually is kind of painful and can tear your hair out. Yep, and so. he has 182 of them, so great. Yeah. Um, and then um, who else? Uh, Jasmine got a trip to mm-hmm. Europe. Uh, to which Paris, is good I heard. To uh, yeah. Well, I heard it was to the UK, but she said that she's going to visit Paris. It's um, unclear because she's not good at geography, so yeah. she she was uh, very confused about uh, where major countries and cities in Europe uh, mm. are uh, located. Or what is a country yeah. and what is a city? I mean, if you're in the UK, you may as well go to Paris. But mm-hmm. if you went a trip to the UK, you're not automatically going to Paris. Sure. Um, and then what else? Uh, Alyssa won like 5k, 5K? yeah, yeah, who did I forget? And then Indy, uh, she won a costume, right? Yes, Indy got a costume, yeah, yeah, all right, that's it. So, yeah, always fun. I I like the Yankee swap. What's it, three punishments, two rewards, and then the veto? Mm -hmm. So, there you go, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's there, you know, it's fun. There is some drama that's going to play out in the episode, or as you're watching this, that did likely play out in the episode of uh, Alyssa taking the trip from Taylor, and then Jasmine then subsequently taking the trip from her. And the reason that Taylor is going to ultimately change her mind and want to backdoor Alyssa uh, <laughs> is very much predicated on the fact that Alyssa unnecessarily took the trip from uh, from Taylor uh, when ultimately it was probably going to get taken from her anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, yeah, it's kind of stupid and petty reasons. I The Yankee swap always causes drama and it's never yeah. for like a, a rational reason. 
Yeah, it's almost like if you're not really involved, like you're not going home, you're not the HOH, and uh-huh. you're not like caring, just take whatever you get. You get a punishment, you get a punishment. Yeah, uh, I also I also hate the the logic that is sometimes utilized and was kind of utilized here of like, oh, Alyssa could be in danger this week, right? She should mm-hmm. take the veto, even though I think she came in third or, mm-hmm. or fourth in the competition. Yeah, so it doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, somebody, somebody who is coming after you is going to take the veto from you. So there's just no reason to try to take the veto unless you win. Or mm-hmm. if you're, you know, unless you're like, uh, was it BB-16 where like, the person who won won the comp didn't actually <laughs> take the veto, right? Which is extremely rare. It's not something that happens super often. That's how we got Victoria on the board for yeah. for a veto win. So yeah, exciting history was made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody winning. A, well, it wasn't the first time somebody's won a comp that they didn't like mm-hmm. win, but you know, it's like one of the few times. Right. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it from like that segment of the strategy for the week, um, and then uh, we kind of got this like very awkward like day and a half standoff of Kyle, who is the veto holder, realizing that Alyssa is probably going to go up in the block and go home if he uses it mm. um, after they you know get rid of the the Joseph plan. Luckily. Uh, and, uh, him trying to basically convince everybody in the Alliance that all of the other people in the Alliance that they haven't talked to yet agree with him that he shouldn't use the veto. And you have, for instance, Michael and Brittany, uh, and most of the rest of the leftovers, but Michael and Brittany in particular, kind of playing the middle here between Taylor and Kyle where they're running information back and forth and pretending mm-hmm. to both of them like they agree with their decision. Mm-hmm. They're pretending to Taylor that they want to backdoor and eliminate Alyssa, and they're pretending to Kyle like they don't. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, definitely um, definitely some tension here. Yeah, I mean, uh, not great for Kyle to pull a Daniel here uh, if that's what he was going to do. Um End of the day, there was a big fight at the veto meeting, from from what I hear. Do you have like any specifics on how it played out? Um, not really. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's kind of hard. We'll see it, I assume, unless it's like a cliffhanger, and we'll see it tomorrow. Um, right. But um, yeah, we'll probably see at least a, we'll see the follow-up tomorrow. Mm. Regardless, so yeah, uh, definitely. You know, we're we're basically right now seeing what the like the the dregs, or not the dregs really, but like the kind of uh, the initial moment of like the leftovers actually kind of falling apart. Because mm-hmm. like before this, it was like this Cold War situation that generally happens with these big alliances, where everybody kind of has their people and they use their people as like leverage against the other members of their alliance. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're in a situation where after this week, headed into the next round, uh, there's probably going to be internal shots taken. And especially with the twist, there's like almost certainly going to be internal shots taken. Uh, and it's it's going to be kind of complicated because I still am not sure where everybody's loyalties lie. We're probably going to have to wait to see diary room sessions from tonight and tomorrow 
to like really get a good view of what everyone actually plans on doing. Because you have people like Michael openly playing both sides of certain things. You have people like Turner openly playing both sides of certain things. Uh, and they're both probably in an okay spot for now, at least. Michael maybe a little bit less so, but it's hard for for me to know what shots they actually want to take. Because Michael, for instance, has talked about how he is kind of done with Taylor and is okay with letting her go first from the Alliance mm-hmm. when previously that hadn't been his stance. Right. But the people he's saying this to aren't necessarily like people I would uh, like think that he would be a hundred percent truthful with uh, mm-hmm. in that instance. So I just, I don't know. It's very up in the air. There's a lot of kind of chaos right now within this Alliance and even if I could predict what would happen in certain circumstances with a normal week coming up, we have this twist week coming up that probably is just going to mean two random people go home <laughs> and we have to do a full reset the week after the final eight. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, right now, Indy is going to be the first member of the jury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, Indy seems, you know, fine, I guess. She's had some questionable comments here and there um but i I don't feel like we're losing that much by losing indy is that unfair to say i i mean look the uh i think it's surprising if anything that indy is like being targeted at all or like being like somebody that they care to affect at all i think it's probably just like a, a testament to how game irrelevant jasmine and terence are yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's like in a normal season indy would probably be the least game relevant person in the in the house but because like jasmine and terence are even less of a threat in terms of like you know indy is more likely to back into a comp win than jasmine yeah. and terence right is mm-hmm. is the is the basic logic and then Alyssa would be targeted here but kyle is protecting her mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, Indy kind of just being evicted here by default, uh, which, you know, it kind of sucks, but also Indy has basically not played the game at all from like day one until now. Uh, you know, the fly or the five swatters Alliance that we see is not, uh, is like the first Alliance that she was really in, in um, mm-hmm. for realsies. That's like, you know, even though it's also a fake Alliance, and then we have like the convenience store alliance, which is not obviously going to mean anything really. Also coming forward, so like mm-hmm. I don't know, she's never really been a part of a real alliance. She's never really had any strategic or social agency in the game. She didn't really like have any. You know, she never really got close to winning a comp. So like, I don't know. Like it's it's hard for me to to be like, oh, Indy's getting like super screwed here or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's. She's get, she's leaving the game quicker than I thought she would have. I thought she was probably locked in for like the final five, mm-hmm. uh, if, especially with the leftover alliance falling apart. Right. But uh, yeah, just kind of a victim of circumstance and a victim of not really actively playing the game. Aren't we all, Ben? Yeah. Very well, <laughs> 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 is. Yeah, we're all victims of our circumstance. Mm-hmm. But when your circumstance is shitty and you sit around doing nothing uh, to improve your circumstance Mm -hmm. uh then you know i I, i'm not gonna be like super bummed out (laughs) when when you know you get negative or uh negative results yeah Um, i wonder if like casting was like trying to recreate like 
the magic of like Abby Maria from Survivor. Cast yeah. this like Brazilian girl who seemed to have a bit of an edge to her, but then just never really came uh, came out. wasn't Didn't get the the juice from it like they did with Abby Maria. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like you know, whatever you want to say about Abby Maria in terms of her likelihood of winning Survivor, she was still strategically active in both of her mm-hmm. seasons, uh, yeah. and she would play villainously in her strategic game uh, on top of kind of like the, you know, personal snarkiness or whatever. Right. Uh, whereas that's not really something that Indy did. Like she never really like took an active role in like trying to play like a villainous, uh, you, you know, game or even any game at all. So like, yeah, I just think that I, I think that she kind of expected to come on Big Brother Brazil, which is, you know, she's talked about it a lot, and it's, it's, you know, to my understanding, more close to, like, the European version of the show. Right. uh, Where there's less kind of, uh, you know, game strategy. um, Mm. And didn't really really have the plans to, like, you know, do anything particularly uh, interesting. Yeah. Hey, maybe this gives her a better chance to get on Baby Brazil. I don't know if they ever do crossover stuff or not. Maybe the challenge. Maybe the challenge. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this it? It's indie, whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Next week should be interesting. Yeah. So we're getting a two hour episode on Thursday, mm-hmm. um, which is confusing because the way I read what Julie said last week was next week is a double eviction, mm-hmm. but the twist is going to be a week long leading up to that. And so presumably the first half of the hour on tomorrow night's episode will be a normal eviction episode. Uh, it'll end, uh, like the uh, end of the first hour, uh, will be, you know, uh, Indy finishing her, you know, exit press or, uh, exit interview with Julie. Right. And then the second hour will be them setting up and executing the first part of the twist. Kind of how I'm reading it. I don't know if that's yeah, what your thoughts are. I, I'm confused. Cause like, It'll be a live show tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be like a live hour with nothing really happening. Well, I'm assuming they're going to show the entirety of the HOH competition or competitions is what I would guess. And yeah. they're going to be like um, things that for some reason are going to take an hour. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. That's 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 my oh. thing. It's like, what's yeah. what are we doing for this hour mm-hmm. um yeah i think yeah probably just gonna be like if i had to guess on a live comp it will be um the booths Question. have we yeah, seen booths. booths at all this season um there was one right i can't remember um, maybe not actually yeah so that would be my guess yeah. Maybe, like they both run through maybe even concurrently probably not i don't know I yeah mean, it's it's, it's confusing so yeah okay, it, it, they haven't really set out exactly how the twist works but my understanding of how the twist will work is it'll be kind of similar to what survivor has recently been doing at the final 10 which is yeah. splitting people uh splitting the the tribe into two groups of five and they individually kind of have their own game happening as if it were kind of tribal 
Mm -hmm. uh, and so my guess is the house will be split into two groups of five. Each of those groups of five will basically independently execute what would be equivalent to a final five round of Big Brother. And then at the end of the, the week, uh, each of those groups of five will evict a person. Mm -hmm. And that will be the double eviction. Uh, and it seems like from what Julie inferred or like implied that the house will also somehow be split and they won't yeah. be able to interact with each other. I don't know how that works. I don't know either. It's going to be um, opposite worlds all over again. Yeah. Uh, cause like there's obviously like shared areas, like the bathroom and the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. The so kitchen. Like, like, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Right. Maybe they'll like, do like the kitchen is like half the time, half the house. Yeah, you have to like buzz into it. You have to like schedule it. Yeah, you have to schedule. And then upstairs will be the five people, and downstairs will be five people. And then you have well, the HOH bathroom and the regular bathroom. Maybe. Um, but then does one of the, like, because my guess is there's going to be two HOHs. So does the. That, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see. We'll see how logistically it works. But from a twist perspective, my understanding is it'll be two HOH comps, uh, two HOHs. They're going to each nominate two people from inside their groups. It'll be a final five style of veto round. And then at the end of the week, it'll be like two people in each group plus the HOH from their group will mm -hmm. to evict each of them. It, it's yeah. it, it's very, that... ripe, very ripe for somebody to get twist screwed here. Very Downstairs right. has way more rooms too, right? It has like two rooms and then a sleeping area, like common area. And upstairs only has the HOH room and the have not room now, right? Yes. And then it also has yeah. like the bridge with the bumper pool and all that. I guess they could you just make make whoever's up there the have not if you're not well HOH yeah maybe what? if they play if they play the hoh concurrent or the hoh comps concurrently as one competition mm -hmm. um maybe like the ultimate winner among the two hohs gets to win like the better half of the house yeah. and the <laughs> other five become have nots or like yeah. the their the hoh loses have nots for the other four members of their group mm -hmm. and so the hoh gets to stay in the hoh room but then the four get to live in the have-not room, and then the other five live downstairs. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know. We'll find out. It, it, it's very, it's very messy. I, I can't see this being executed well. Mm -hmm. it, maybe I'm, maybe I'll be surprised. But there's, I feel like there's no way this is is executed well. Yeah, I agree. Um, unfortunately, but I, I do agree. Um, it's not like you can put them in the backyard because you have to make comp comps during mm -hmm. like the week. So. I guess we'll see. Um, and also, the current HOH room is pretty terrible. Like, I would not want to be at HOH this season. Like, there's been past seasons where it's like, whatever, like a kind of bad mattress. I can sleep on that. I don't think I could really sleep on a pool floaty for a whole week. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Let alone I mean, do anything else on a pool floaty. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh... <laughs> Maybe Kyle, Kyle's just blaming the pool floaty, right? That's yeah, that's, that's messing up his game. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We're probably gonna we'll find out in you know twenty four hours. So yeah, you know, yeah we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but from a game perspective, 
don't love this, especially when we're heading into what otherwise could have been like a really interesting week strategically with this alliance falling apart and kind of like, you know, internal strife and drama and internal shots potentially being taken. There's a chance now that she's kind of plays out very safe. Uh, and I would assume at least one of the people evicted will be one of the three left uh, left from outside the leftovers. Mm. And maybe the other one is somebody where a shot gets taken or like somebody gets twist screwed. Uh, because of like the certain iteration of who wins comps and how the split happens, mm-hmm. um, it's I can definitely for us see. To say without knowing. Yeah, yeah. We're first of all we're speculating. Or for, uh, first, first of all, the social structure of the house is is completely up in the air right now. Uh, it, it's very unclear where multiple people stand. Secondly, we're completely speculating on how those twist works based off of just like our kind of understanding of how. Uh, it should work, or it is implied to work from what Julie has told us and the information we have available to us. Then we have to speculate uh, further because we don't know what the split even is going to be. And then there's like the randomness of the competition wins. Yeah. So like there's like there's like four levels of unknown that we're trying to parse through and predicting what's going to happen. And that's kind of why I was like at the top of the show. I was like, you know, we can talk about what's going on, but it's not really going to be useful. Right. Oh, well, so yeah, we'll see. It'll be a fun week next week to talk about. Yeah, it'll be at least messy. Happened. Yes, yeah. at least messy. I I do think like well, I don't like the tweet the twisted face value. Um, I don't like it on Survivor at all. Um, I do at least think the final five structure of Big Brother is more interesting than a mm-hmm. final five vote on Survivor. So there's Agreed. that going for it there's a potential for a tie vote in the hoh to break it that's always fun doesn't really happen that often but it, it sometimes does yeah and there's like you know outside uh chances of like one of the two non-hoh people off the block winning the veto using it and then forcing the hoh to nominate the fifth person that's left over and then you and the person you use the veto on control the votes yeah so like the veto winner can potentially have an enormous amount of power and like essentially forcing somebody out of the house mm-hmm. uh which we don't see super often on big brother but it is like a play that is often bandied about at the very least is like you yeah. know oh this is like something we have to play around uh so maybe, like we have double the chance of that happening now in this. Mm. So uh, again, yeah. another opportunity for somebody to get twist screwed. Yeah, I mean, I'll never forget when when I was first getting into Big Brother and talking to you about it. You were always like, "This is the last HOH you want to win the final five. Like terrible. Yeah. It's obviously not all the same because they're gonna go into uh, you know the final eight altogether. Yeah. Unlike. Not being able to play the final four HOH exactly. really sucks, but uh, still kind of interesting from that point of view with the veto holder having so much power. Yeah, I would argue this is probably a round where you would want to win HOH even if you have no plan, just because get like being immune through this round, you're you're essentially buying two rounds with one HOH because yeah. two people are going to be evicted during this round uh, while you're immune. And it's going to be such a volatile twist that, like, and anytime you can be immune in a situation where there's, like, high variability, it's just going to be good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like like you said, the, the main reason you don't normally want to win at the Final Five is because 
it means you can't play the final four HOH. Whereas if you win at the final four HOH, you can still play at the final three. Um, and so generally the person who wins final five HOH is like uh, the main target at the final four because they're, you know, the most vulnerable. Mm. Um, this is kind of a different story, I think. So yeah, I, we'll see. It's very interesting how this plays out. Um, I think that after this week finishes and resolves, we'll probably have a much clearer view of the end game than we do now. We're probably going to go from like zero to a hundred in terms of like our understanding of what the fuck's going on. Right. So, yeah. So stay uh, tuned. We yeah. will probably record. Yeah, I, I assume we'll probably, uh, maybe like next Friday or something can be something we can shoot for uh, after it kind of all resolves. Uh, yeah. yeah, something like that. But yeah, um, definitely, definitely going to be hard uh, for us to, you know, say what's going to happen uh, this coming week. This is like the most awkward time to record because we're talking about like a bunch of kind of boring weeks that just happened. Uh, there's a little bit of intrigue. Uh, a lot of it happened off feeds that we're not going to see until the next two episodes that we haven't seen. And then the social structure is so messy that we don't even know how it's going to play out going forward, especially mm -hmm. with this twist. So yeah, very much just kind of a <laughs> talk about continuation bet HOHs. This is like a continuation bet podcast, just to make right. sure that, you know, <laughs> we're still here. We haven't died. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the podcast is still alive, uh, despite uh, all the rumors, conjecture. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, the word in the street was we were dead. Uh, not true. <laughs> oh, man. All right, anything else you want to get on? Get uh, into? I should probably uh, wrap up here so you can uh, go see the episode yes. now. Yes. All right. Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at the fake BMart. That's B-M-A-R-R. -R. You can also listen to me talk about sports on uh YouTube.com slash Wicked Good Sports. You can follow me on Twitter, uh, at Ben Sharon. I've, uh, I've taken another kind of pull away from Twitter recently, other than like keeping up, you know, like basically lurking on Big Brother uh, feed updates. Mm -hmm. uh, but I haven't tweeted or like, you know, been super active on Twitter. You know, I, I'm trying to like kind of take regular breaks for mental health. So I don't, I don't get super sucked back in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll tweet some more, uh, with this kind of update, uh, coming week. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you can follow the main channel on Twitter at WG everything. And then on Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, and then the YouTube channel at wicked good everything. This is the podcast. This, uh, podcast is on our podcast channel, better radio on YouTube. And then it is the have not room on every major podcasting platform. Uh, hopefully we'll get some. And TikTok, yes, we have some. Uh, we have a TikTok now. We're, uh, you know, cutting little uh, clips from the podcast onto the TikTok. Uh, try and get some traffic that way. Uh, yeah, We're doing whatever we can. For sure. Uh, until then, uh, you know, we'll be back to, to cover some of the craziness of the upcoming week and the end of this week. Uh, and uh, we'll see you then.